It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It is Wednesday night. It's July 5th, 2023. I hope everybody had a great Independence Day, 4th of July, whatever you want to call it. Hope you ate a lot of good food. Hope you watched the hot dog eating contest. Hope you lit a bunch of fireworks off. I'm Tanner Lee, the KOP Predictions Champion. I better get my belt out, shouldn't I, Paul? Yeah, you probably should. On my right, Paul Zartman and Austin Shepard. How are you doing, fellas? Did you have a good 4th? Yeah, it was a long, it was long, <laughs> long weekend. Wait, it's wait, it's Wednesday, Monday. I don't know what day it is. It's Wednesday. Yeah. It feels like a Monday. It was. It's been a yeah. long last four or five days. That's very true. That's very true. Yes. yes, it has. I I got interesting text messages and phone calls over the weekend from people I had no clue who had my phone number. So I'm just gonna blame Shep for that one. Oh yeah, that was on me. <laughs> um, there was there was a group of guys that were on the lake sunday and they thought you were live yeah and i said no he's not live he's recorded i'm guessing uh, yeah it was in my and i said <laughs> okay so i did yeah and then hey are you live no it's pre-recorded no response yeah they were they were super upset and i'm sure the music they were requesting was probably right next on your playlist Probably. <laughs> but you're welcome for that, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> At least I blamed the right person. Well, Paul, let's uh, kick this off like we always do. I think you got a Shep. question for Shep. I, I know it's been a long weekend, Shep, but what are we drinking tonight? It's been a long weekend, and uh, the, the fridge is pretty packed going into the weekend, and it's pretty empty <laughs> right now. But, but we still have Old Faithful. Um, a small bottle tonight. Uh, this is my travel bottle because <laughs> my big bottles are empty. <laughs> I sound like I got a real freaking problem. Yes, this yes, you the, do. Uh, this is the one that I, I keep on the boat because it's smaller. I was still looking for that sponsorship kettle and make yeah, sure come you, on, come on, tag him, Tanner. Uh, and, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and uh, then yeah, the old a uh, little bit of the bubbly. Thanks to yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's what I'm drinking tonight. Um, if you ask me what I drank over the weekend, all of it. 
um, <laughs> everything and anything. We had some high noons. We had uh, some uh, some sippers, as I call what this drink is. Um, there's some beer in there. Yeah, it was you know, everything. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially actually yesterday, the fourth man. We was a uh, it was a kid free day for the most part. Hit the lake like at 10 a.m. and at 11 p.m., the wife came down and goes, what are you watching? And I started watching some of the New Japan stuff for the uh, resurgence day for July 4th. And she's like, you got a drink? I'm like, well, you know, it's high noon was sitting in the cooler right here. So I, so I maybe put a good 12 hours in yesterday. So Did she make day. Did she make you do laundry this time watching New Japan? No, no, that's one on Wrestle Kingdom at four AM. This one, this one, this was uh, this one obviously was already done. Um, almost, I probably could have waited another two hours and watched the the, the show on the fifth. Uh, but this was the this was day one show of uh, Resurgence. So that was the one where Moxley had the stuff sticking out of his head, right? Yeah, and then they they did even dumber stuff on the fifth. And it, again, huge Moxley fan, but when it comes to that stuff, a little over the top. And my question is, why will Tony let him do that in Japan, but he won't let him travel to New Jersey and do it for GCW? I mean, I'm sure there's some whatever. There's politics involved, but let your let one of your top stars like do it in the states instead of travel 24 hours away in Japan yep. or whatever. Um, actually, a lot of new goods. I, I thought a lot of good stuff came out of that uh, New Japan weekend or weekday shows. I keep thinking it's the weekend, whatever. Um, uh, and we'll, we'll dive into it, but wasn't a big fan of the two matches Moxley had. Enjoyed the Eddie Kingston stuff, which I don't know if you plan on talking about that or not tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, Willow Nightingale was on the was on the card, uh, defending a title that I don't think any she didn't even think she was going to win. Kind wasn't of supposed blue. to. Um, but the match she had, the couple of good matches she had, I was really impressed with her. Uh, she is very very good in the ring for her little experience and and i know she's been around the indies for a while but still very very new to the game um, so yeah i thought aew is well represented over in japan as well yeah partnership keeps growing and growing and getting stronger uh, before we dive in i better let everybody know what i'm drinking same as yeah. last week the mountains are blue again coors light got a bunch of it in the fridge so i gotta start knocking it off so you know if you would drink more than one during the pod, it would go down low. Go down you know, it's hot enough up here in the podcast room. I might have to make a run and get another one. At some oh, there you point. go. So, Ooh. It's pretty warm up here today. Uh, we got a comment here from L on YouTube. Can't wait for the Jericho and Don partnership like the Lefty and Smitty Pat. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> that's all Chef says. Oh Lord! Yeah, I could go like forty-seven different directions with this. Um, and and for the comment before we get into the uh, Don and Jericho thing, um, Lefty, as we're going to call him right now, he is a uh, he is a legend in his own mind. He uh, he could uh, he could take our what you drinking segment. And he could he could make us all blush and feel really really uh, bad about ourselves that we can't have we can't handle alcohol. Let's just put it that way. Um, name will remain Lefty 
and it's not Phil Mickelson, okay? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, that dude's a legend. I mean, I've seen him fall off a pier, break his ribs, and still party till two, three hours later. So if that tells you anything, dude, yeah. And him and Smitty together is, yeah, then, yeah, whatever. Next question. <laughs> is this a press conference now? Well, I'm, I'm out of pickles. Oh, pickle drop tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Oh, okay, there we go. Pickles. It's on my reminder. I will be logged on my phone at 6.50, and they're only selling 32-ounce jars. I know way too much about this damn pickle company. Don't I? <laughs> they're only selling 32-ounce jars, which is the big jars. And last time they sold out in, I think, 14 minutes, and it took me 16 minutes to get logged in. So I'm logging in like 6.45, 6.50 Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, tomorrow and I am, I, I am down to uh, completely gone with the Spears, completely gone with the normal bill. I got maybe a handful of the mustard chips left. But Which surprises me because the way you talked about those two weeks ago, I thought they'd be your first ones gone. The mustard chips surprised me, and then – so I, I did the obviously the classic deal first because it's what MJF did right. So ate those and I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm I'm intrigued by honey mustard pickles, right? I know what spicy garlic tastes like. So I started eating those. I'm like, man, those are good. But it was, the jar was so damn big. You know, there's only so many sandwiches you can eat. <laughs> and, and then so I got into this the the devil spears. Those are just so damn good. I ate all those, and I still got a little bit of the chips left. So, but yeah, all right. Kalen, Kalen, pickle drop tomorrow, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Help them sell out again, because obviously they've partnered with MJF and uh, have done very, very well for themselves. Well, they can partner with the Kicking Out Podcast if they'd like to, or to yeah. as well. Always looking for exactly. sponsors. Yeah, I, I eat the pickles on here twice. Uh, another comment here on YouTube before we get into the first match. Uh, Chris Smith now in, in here on YouTube. I did a scissor me timbers the other day that led to a mic drop. We'll get we'll talk about the claim here in a bit in a bit. But let's uh, get underway here. Had a fun tag match to start the night. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana versus Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. It's part of the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament quarterfinals that was going on tonight through this the end of this week. Um, I liked what they did, though. They showed a little video before the match. Showed Darby trying to pump up Keith Lee, wanting to see the real Keith Lee come out. And we saw the real Keith Lee come out. I thought this was Keith, one of Keith's strongest performances since he joined AEW. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I kind of hope, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy has recovered his soul that Keith Lee just slapped clean out of him. But Well, how about Darby getting thrown across the ring? And he landed on his leg. If you watch the replay, yeah. he, he landed leg first. He got thrown into a different time zone. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a nut, as we've mentioned many times on the podcast. That dude takes bumps unlike anybody else. Um, yeah. But good match back and forth. I really liked the storytelling of Darby and Orange just taking a beating, but Strickland kept missing his uh, – attempts and kept hitting Keith Lee. I like that. And I like that they were intertwining, like showing highlights of the rivalry going back to December, which we still haven't got a bow on that yet. Uh, in the end, Orange and Darby are victorious. Orange uh, caught Strickland with a diving DDT, and then Allen had his uh, pin, which I don't remember what they called off the top of my head. His, uh, 
leaning back pin. I don't know what it's called. But leaning after back. the match, Keith, Keith Lee fist bumped Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, and uh, Strickland was all ticked off, and him and Prince Nana left the ringside. So good stuff. Good good fun opener. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. I don't like – I don't like and, – and I think I've talked about this before. I don't like Prince and Nana. And the, the, I don't like Brian Cage. I don't – whatever. I know they're It's better like, than his previous, but I don't think Swerve needs these guys. No. I don't – well no. – the the, the the dumbasses that were in the mobile <laughs> baby Brock and tattooed baseball player probably played for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Um, they were yeah, they were those guys were idiots. What um, what was that guy's name? I can't even remember. He got Trench, 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 whatever. He's released trench. now. Oh, they released him? Yes. Yeah. Then they released him yesterday. His contract uh, came up and they Bye-bye. They did not have any interest in renewing it. Never wrestled a match. He should have. Nope. Yeah. Tell, tell him to go, after he did all that shit to his face, tell him to go back and play baseball. Exactly. Yeah, why he ever was even on TV boggles my mind, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I like, and I know I'm a uh, contradict normally what I say, but are we setting up for a summer feud with Darby and Keith? Because we know Sting's going to be taken here, hopefully, to build a feud with Jericho leading to, into London, right? So we got to have something for Darby to do. Now, I don't like the big, small guy. You, you know, I've always complained about that. I mean, we got to have something for them to do, though. Is Unless little- Darby and Orange win this thing. Nah. Which wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. No. No. I've got my thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll get into that discussion later. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but I like this Keith Lee though. The Keith Lee they showed tonight, I can I can get on board with that. Um, I'm thank God somebody got him from just for men, so his hair ain't all gray and shitty anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he shaved a beard too, his gray beard, which that was yeah. fine. But and I, I saw uh, somebody tweeted on Twitter to the, during the show tonight, and I completely agree with this. Believe it or not. Uh, Keith Lee has all the makings to be a massive heel if they would just pull the trigger on it. Right. Yeah, I just don't know if he has the personality to do it. The personality is a big teddy bear to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's always leaning towards the face. He's got an aggressive side to him in the ring, but... Yeah. If they could tap into that, he would be an unstoppable heel. Another comment from Chris there. I'll let you guys read that one. Shep, um, right after you. <laughs> you think I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and after this match, I really liked what came next. A little vignette for Nick Wayne, who's debuting next week against Swerve Strickland. Showed a relationship with him and Darby. I haven't been this excited about somebody to debut in AEW in quite some time. It's because we've I known know. he's all elite for a year and a half, but we haven't got to see him wrestle yet because he wasn't 18. So, And, you know, I've watched a lot of his stuff in, in GCW, and he has recently traveled over and worked for, I think, Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan was his first stint. He worked for Defy uh, Ref Pro here in the States. No, Ref mm-hmm. Pro's over in Britain. Sorry, not Ref Pro. Yeah. Maybe he did work for them. I don't know. Defy, GCW. Yeah, but, I mean, like – the kid at 16 years old just had to be a grown up the way he tried his travel schedule was. And 
now he is 18 and just did his first stint by himself over in Japan. And, like, I mean, yeah, Darby vouched for him, but – Didn't need to. He didn't need to, but he vouched for him. And you can saw in the little vignette that Nick proved himself. And um, I think it was in Detroit – Nick Wayne and Osprey had a match for GCW. That oh, that week. was stupid. That was stu- I mean, that was the. I think it was in Detroit because I remember the fans were right up on the apron. There was no, you know, guardrails or anything. They were in this little concert venue in Detroit, and I mean, those guys tore the house down. So, um, and he's got a little tag team going right now in GCW too. Um, with is it Blake Christian, right? Or Jordan Oliver, one of the two. I get, I get those two mixed up. I do too. They look alike. They and they both were, at one point, I think they're both NXT bound and left. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think, uh, I mean, in ten years, I, I think we're going to be talking like he could be. He's going to be one of the one of the guys, one mm-hmm. of the guys that you're going to want to see on TV every week. If he keeps progressing his hat as as much as he's done, we've seen over the last year and a half. Yeah, he and Swerve. I'm really looking forward to that match next week. That's they've, had be a fun some, one. they've had a couple battles in Defy, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took the title off Swerve. So. Yeah, but he he lost the title. He did. That's why they didn't advertise, which is a bummer because I was looking forward to that well, being part of the stipulation next week. As a Defy they did match. when he was the champion. Yeah, but, they, but yeah, he, he lost the title, so they've kind of scrapped that off. Chris said Darby is a stud. Yeah, Darby's I mean he's he's one of the pillars and he's he's a fan favorite. He's AW true and true. He's he is a stud. Yeah. Uh backstage we saw Shivani trying to catch up with Jack Perry as he pulled in the arena. Jack Perry said Hook's actions last week were ridiculous, and he's on his way to Tony Khan's office to demand an FTW title shot, but Hook blindsides Jack. Uh Jack hops back in the car and takes off again. I didn't care for this very much. You know what, though? Short and sweet. It keeps the feud going. I was okay with it. And I love the attire by Jack tonight. He is definitely going to be Hollywood Jack Perry. He yeah. made he, he made he made fun of New York. Um, obviously, where Hook's from. You know, he had the shirt completely unbuttoned down to his belly button. And it was a silk, I think it was leopard print, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of makes... Well- Kind of, kind of contradicting because he wants to get away from the Jungle Boy persona. You know, get get you some, I don't know, get you some gold leaf silk shit. I don't know. Yeah, don't, you don't get a leopard print. You know, but well, remind me of nineteen nineties, uh, ninety eight rock, ninety nine mm-hmm. rock. Well, that's, that's kind of what I thought of. Jackal. I don't know. You don't want. Yeah, no. That's something you don't want. I mean, if he shows up with gold chains and bracelets. In gold aviators next week, we got a problem. Do you guys see Kevin Nash called L.A. Knight a ripoff rock? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and no yeah. Offense, no offense to Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that comment. Kevin Nash has had some odd comments the last six months. I know he had some family tragedy and was, you know, in a dark place, and hopefully he's getting better. But some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is worse than Cornette's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin, kind of a loose cannon at times. Um, one last thing, yeah, I was my uh, fiance was watching with me still at this point in the show, and she made a comment. She goes, "I I don't think they should have turned a Jungle Boy bad. I think he's better good." I said, "You got to give it time. 
Got to give it time. He's yeah, like, he needed well, a change. He needs to find his. He needs to find his way. Yeah, his first heel promo was a tad bit shaky, but it had some really good points. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. On the I'm I'm banging the hottest bitch and yep wrestling you know stuff like that. He had some good liners, but it was a little shaky at, at some points as well. So he's got to grow yep. into. It. After this, we saw a video of MGF and Adam Cole working out and training together in the gym. This is pretty entertaining stuff. This is this is ridiculously good. <laughs> how how you can this this is how good MJF is. He is your world champion, right? He should be main event every night. He should be leading off every show with vignettes and promos. But yet he is that versatile. You can throw him into a funny segment with Adam Cole, who's a top carter. And put them together. And right now, there's not there's not one problem we have right now that we do not have a AEW world title feud. Right? No. Nope. No. Nobody's nope. upset about it. Nope. That's how good he is right now. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah, he was. That's how good. That's how. And I and I have a feeling. And this will probably piss Eddie Kingston off. Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling MJF is just as much of a real life character, real life persona as Eddie Kingston is. I think mm-hmm. outside right now, cameras are off backstage at the bar, at the hotel, whatever. MJF is still MJF. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I have that feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which makes him that much more believable, realistic, understandable on camera. You know, there are some people, I think, I think Bustin' Open's one of them. Um, I think it's on Bustin' Open, maybe a different podcast. It actually might be Matt Coon with Wrestling to Friends now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. He argues that MJF's not a heel because of the reactions he gets from the crowd. He wasn't tonight. He was not a heel. No. No. Now, when, when they don't win the AEW tag team titles and he obviously turns on Adam Cole, he's going to get the cheap heat there, and then he'll go back. But for right now, when he comes out, and I, and even after that, I, I still think his music will get a pop. Sure, always does. But, yeah, that, I mean, I just – I gave, gave you my prediction, I guess, is what's going to happen. But uh, It's – yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can, he, can, he can do whatever he wants. He's that versatile. That, that's, that's why he's a generational talent. I hate – I mean – you can't argue that. Well, someday we are going to see a babyface MJF, at least for a little run, because I'm still waiting for the day when M- when AEW has some shitster come in. It, it could be a heel punk. Maybe he's the one to do it. Somebody that has to be th- to where the locker room has to go to the ultimate heel, the ultimate shitster, and to dethrone this new guy. And that that's kind of how I could see. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it very well, but uh, they have to go th- I mean, to MJF I get, to. I think we get the gist of it at least. Um, you know, you to outsmart him, I guess. Kind yeah. of outsmart him, out, out, it heal is, him. And as much as I like the guy, I don't know if you could uh, bring in a bigger shit stir than you know, Bunk of late. <laughs> right, right. So, so, I mean, see what, see what happens over the next, uh, you know, six to eight months. Mm. Um, but yeah, you might, you might have a, you might have a, 
Kenny Omega, a Young Bucks, uh, an Adam Cole start doing backstage vignettes, pumping CM or uh, pumping uh, MJF up, saying, "Hey, look, you beat him once, mm-hmm. right? You need to beat him again, and and we're behind you." Yep. Do we wait six to eight months, or do we fast track this for London? Uh, yeah. I figure we're going to get Adam Cole and Jeff in London, right? You think that's London? Yeah, I'm still Gosh. pulling. I, I'm still thinking MJF. Punk and MJF too. I'm right there with Paul. We get that the next week in Chicago. Very well, could be. We still get it. We still get a trios in London. I'm holding tight. I'm holding tight. We still get a trios F CM FTR and the Bucks and Omega. Shots up. Shots up in August. Shep, that's all I got to say. Shots. <laughs> shots. Everclear, wasn't it? Whenever I pick, two shots for you. Oh. If assuming I win. But I just love that I'm the smart one here, and I said I'm not. I'm, <laughs> you I'll have somebody yeah. buy the hat or shirt or whatever it was, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing the shots. I mean, there was only two ways it could go. It's either going to happen or not going to happen. So I mean, I didn't really have much of a choice here. So it's either Actually, two on one or one on one, had, and uh, uh, I'll ref it. I had some uh, homemade. Uh, adult beverages the other day and like i smelled it and i was like oh man this is this is not good like we shouldn't drink this and i drank it and i'm like ooh, (laughs) like as long as you don't smell it like it obviously it's flavored with fruit and i'm like that's that's like i took uh i took one drink and i'm like i you can't have any more of that because i'm pretty sure you could light the stuff on fire it didn't burn (laughs) but but yeah i mean yeah, that, that's a good bet. Either way, it's a good yep. bet. Yep. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, next, we got the acclaimed and daddy ass Billy Gunn versus the Bollywood Boys and the Blade. Bollywood Boys were the Sings in WWE, and I don't know which one it was. But every time I see them, I just remember when Randy Orton flipped that one about 10 feet up in the air and landed on his back, and Randy goes, Yeah, Randy <laughs> even made the con. I, I used to love his reaction. He's like, Oops. Oh, that was like that was he wasn't supposed to take a spill like that. Uh, those guys took some big bumps, uh, yeah. especially when they were Genderman Hall. That's when they were Genderman Hall's uh, cronies. When, 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 yeah, thank you. When Gender was the WWE champ, which could spend a podcast on itself talking about that. But um, they claimed in, in Daddy good asked, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Give the old get the pencil away from the old man. Uh, the claim daddy ass went over pretty quickly in this match. Um, afterwards, though, we see Harley Cameron interrupt them on the Titantron. She says that she thinks it's fair that she interrupted them after they did to her a few weeks ago on Rampage. She's ready to show off her talents. She announced that she made a video for the acclaimed and the guns that she'll premiere next week. And Billy Gunn says he's got two words for her. Suck it. And why is she going after Bowens? Because- I... I th- she wanted him, and he's gay. Okay, we we know that, and and whatever. But like, I I don't I don't understand where they're going with this. I don't either. 
no, it it makes absolutely no sense. It's just trying to get QTV something to do, and and keep the acclaimed on TV because they get everybody loves the acclaimed, including Chris Smith, and uh, they get pops everywhere they go. So he loves the mic drop. Speaking of QT, rabbit hole. Um, why can't <laughs> twenty seven minutes in? Why can't QT? Do the work he's doing in Triple A right now with Penta in in AW. Like I've watched some of their stuff, and the feud they have going on is like they got QT built up as this monster badass, just beating the tar out of uh, a Penta, leaving him bloody in the alleyways. Like, wait a minute, they're yeah. building this up to. Like the biggest match of Pence's life, biggest match of QT's life. Like eight or triple A right now is just killing it on that storyline with two AEW guys. It's a great question because he can go in the ring. As much flack as I give him, he can go in the ring. He's very yeah. fundamental, but he can go. I mean, he He's had that bunkhouse. Great shape, too. I mean, he had that bunkhouse match with Dustin against Butcher and a Blade in the Daily Place era. That was a really good one, and he's had some other good memorable ones. But his character character is just so stale in AEW. And I think it's supposed to be that cheap heat heel. But eh. look, I, I I'm a big fan of the guy, but I have two words as to why QT is used the way QT is. Be mad at me, disagree with me, agree with me. However, those two words, Cody Rhodes. Go back to the segments when Cody first started showing him on BTE and the AEW Road 2 stuff. He was in the background, eating an apple, didn't even really know how to wrestle, and that's how fans came to see him. AAA didn't have that. So now you get to showcase QT for what QT is because you can't do it in AEW because Cody built him to be this crack addict idiot basically well yeah no cody did some stuff early in aw that i'm guessing he'd want back if he could including uh taking himself out of the title picture but uh you know hey two good things he did do for aw mjf sammy guevara yep and the tnt champ championship sammy or sammy guevara is that, i mean that's a that's a debatable debatable that's debatable it's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. But I mean, he's a star, whether you like him or not. Yeah, he he and Garcia's obviously, team would be interesting. Obviously, he's done his job as a heel because I don't like him, right? So right. exactly. So right. We then got a video of John Moxley. This was pre-taped in Japan because he couldn't make it back for Dynamite. He, he's reflecting on his relationship with Eddie Kingston over the years. Asked. Uh, what, what there's left for them to complain about. He says it bothers him to hear Kingston complain about the younger generation because they paved the way for them and tells him to answer the phone. And then it was announced that we don't know the fifth man for the BCC or the Elite for Blood and Guts because Danielson's out due to injury and Kingston's out competing in a G1. Which I think it's all. And, and we have to look back. Danielson was originally slated to compete in the G1. Um, so I'm wondering if Eddie took his spot. Was he? He was originally slated yeah. for it. Danielson was definitely, and they, yeah. they they slipped up tonight in that first one, that first vignette where they they had the picture of him inside blood and guts, and there was two mystery men, and they said, um, 
Danielson originally com- scheduled to compete in the G1. Well, he was, but then he obviously broke his arm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling Eddie because I I didn't know that until a week ago. They they released the uh, thirty three participants. Is thirty three or thirty two? Thirty three. I think it's thirty three. Thirty three. I think anyway. it's thirty three. Yeah. They announced them before they put them in the blocks and. Yeah. One one thing, speaking of that, I, I was watching that. Lance Archer is over in Japan. Oh, he's a beast in Japan. He is over like a crowd favorite face. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yes. Chris, was. Chris was asking as a real break. Yes, he broke his forearm he's ten minutes left forearm. in the match with with uh, Okada on the pay per view. And I'm pretty sure did, didn't it come with that drop kick, that full force drop kick into the turnbuckle? I think you're right. Um, I never read what spot, but that makes about sense with the timeline. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe he competed 10 more minutes with it. Yeah. So it was about 10 minutes in, and then he, he went another 10 minutes with it. No, it was, yeah, it was 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The last 10 minutes he went with yeah. it, they said. Yeah. So, which had just had to be with um, adrenaline because I don't know how else you get through it. Um, it was It was a clean snap. Even his wife made a comment like. Yeah, it was worse than they thought. Yeah. Yeah. The x-ray. Because they thought it was just fractured, but it was yeah, it's, it's worse than that. Yeah, so I think it's longer than six to eight weeks. Yeah, like which sucks. Out. Sucks for him. Which takes us out of probably London and... Yeah, and he's going to miss everything, unfortunately. We then see Renee and RJ City uh, backstage that are drawing the name for Matt Hardy's uh, protective partner. It's Jeff, but not Jeff Hardy. It's Double J, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I love this. As, as Matt Hardy walked away, he goes... I hate Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. It was, it was so good. Then he gets nuts of slap, he nuts says. Slap. <laughs> yeah. 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 That could be – they have done a good job with this blind tournament of putting some interesting tag teams together, some entertaining uh, at, partnerships that we didn't think – At first, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I agree. And yeah. – so we've got the entertainment segments out of NGF and, and, and Cole. Um, now we got Jeff and and Matt, which I think will be entertaining. Um, hopefully we get some backstage segment with, with them because I think it'll be entertaining. So, you know, yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea. I don't, still don't like it. <laughs> the um, – the- can they coexist tournament, as some people are starting to call it? Chris Smith household is a big fan of RJ City. RJ City's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would like yeah. to know th- how their household, besides seeing him on TV, has ever watched any RJ City shit. <laughs> because the only thing I know of RJ City is when he rode around for six months with stupid David Arquette and was a tag team of them. Yeah. And they like vlogged about it. Did they vlog about it? Or was it part of his documentary when Arquette got stabbed in the neck? <laughs> I think it was. Wasn't he yeah. in the wasn't he in the documentary there? Yeah, because well, Luke Perry's the one who saved him. Yeah. Jack yeah. Perry's dad. Yeah. Before he passed away. Um so again. What 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 do you know about RJ City? Well, that's what he's saying. This person right here. Right. Didn't yeah. they've never never been on any shit. He has that hey ooh 
Hey, hey, EW. I always want to say, ooh, hey, EW show on YouTube. But that's, yeah. I think hey, he's, he's an entertaining guy. Then he used to uh, appear, and I know MGF was on that show too. Arquette was on that show. Um, NWA from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That, that yep. show. Yeah. Um, before we had uh, Billy Corgan doing his shit down in North Carolina, whatever. I, I think RJ City was on there with, with, with those guys. Tim Storm, Aldis. Yeah. Those guys. Mm, Billy can go play music and have Tyrus be his champion. See, that's my new thing, just calling out Tyrus every week. He's not uh, good. He's not good. He's awful. He's the worst. He's the worst. But we don't like pro wrestling if we don't respect Tyrus as champion, according to Billy. So yeah, Billy hasn't come uh, out with a good song since the 1990s. Um, no, he had the Funkadactyls. Oh, wait, no, it was uh, Tyrus had that song, not, not Billy. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funkadactyls, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. The sad part out of the Funkadactyls, out of all three of them, there was only one true athlete, and that was uh, uh, Trinity. Uh, yeah, Trinity, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, she was a Funkadactyl. Yeah. Yes, she was. Yeah. And then Cameron, she had that one one appearance in AEW that one time. Yeah. You guys remember she that? Did. I she do. She showed up and lost the match, and that was really yeah. weird. It's one of the. It was a weird time when. Women wrestlers that we had a lot of them that appeared, had a match and disappeared, and we were like, "Oh, they're going to be all elite," and half of them went back to Stanford. Yep, yep. We then got an interesting segment tonight. Chris Jericho came out and to a huge ovation. Of course, we're in Canada tonight. We're in Edmonton, home of the Oilers, and I think Chris is from Toronto. I think, but he was neighbors with Marty McSwirly. <laughs> but but, oh but he, he talks about Calgary tonight. He talks about Stu Hart, which some idiot boots Stu Hart, and Jericho called him out for it. Well, the crowd. But you hear Shivani. Shivani says they're saying Stu. Oh, it sounded like a boo. So yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, how do you boo Stu Hart? Yeah. But then they're and he and Jericho calls him out, and Shivani real quick says, I think they're saying Stu. Yeah. So I caught that on the broadcast, which I'm hoping they're saying they were saying Stu, like giving him the prize. I hope so. I, I thought Jericho was going to come out and call out Sting out or, you know, hit on that a little bit. He did say he's bittersweet tonight because he's accumulated a lot of losses over the past few weeks, which I'm glad he brought it up because we were talking to his records five and seven this year, which is unlike Chris Jericho. Um, but he says wrestling still everything to him. He's reminisced over his days tra- training with Stu Hart, early days of his career. Then Callis comes down and can barely hear Callis talk because the crowd's just booing him to death and F-bombing him left and right. Yep, Dom, Dom Heat. Uh, But Callis talks about how Jericho and Omega changed the wrestling industry, which with the Tokyo Dome match, which can't really argue with that. Uh, Callis is looking for a new family member because Kenny broke up his family. So Callis is offering Jericho a spot that Don Callis' family. Jericho says he doesn't join factions because he creates them, but he gives them a maybe and walks off. All right. Go for it, Paul. I feel like Every, you're, you're loaded up here. You're ready to rock. <laughs> Winnipeg. Chris Smith's Winnipeg. He says Jericho's from. Yes, thank you. I need Martin that correction. From Winnipeg, wrong. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only guy from Canada that's famous, okay? <laughs> yeah. All screw right. that Wayne guy. But... <laughs> um. The only reason right. he's famous is because his son-in-law is Dustin Johnson. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and his daughter's kind of cute, okay? 
Uh, All right. You go ahead, Paul. (laughs) So, we were talking about this last week, I think it was. Jericho has been in every single Blood and Guts match. I jinxed it, didn't I? Yes, you did. Because you said, well, this will be the first year we don't get Jericho in Blood and Guts. You need a fifth member. Jericho. Gets him into blood and guts. It allows you more time to kind of tease what you started planting the seeds tonight. I saw a lot of people on Twitter confused. Is Jericho becoming a face again? So you can run with that. Kind of plant the seeds. Leave him kind of teetering. He's not sure what to do. You know, he's got the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Purple hat wearers not there anymore. I don't even know what's going on with the purple hat. Probably guy. training for an MMA fight. I like my hat. <laughs> don't touch my hat. Um, but uh, yeah, this gives time to plant some more seeds. Let Jericho kind of be unsure of what he wants to do, whether he wants to continue with the JAS or just let it break up. Uh, it'll write Sammy off for a little bit. Blood and guts is coming up pretty quick. So, see, I thought we were on the track for Sammy versus Jericho at all end, and maybe we still are. But if I had the pencil tonight, a pen, I swerved the whole crowd. And Jericho is a fifth member in Blood and Guts, but he joins the elite team. Mm. Yeah, but that just completely. Because everybody's expecting Kota Ibushi. Uh, yeah, and he's been a free agent since February. I looked it up today. <clears throat> His contract expired February of February 1 of 2023. He is a free agent. Mm-hmm. I know he was hurt. Mm-hmm. But he's, from what I can read on the dirt sheets, he's he's ready. I mean, where else is he going to go? He's not going to Stanford. <laughs> I was going to throw it out there just to no. rally up. <clears throat> no, that, that and that pissed me off. It would. It would. It'd be, it'd be so dumb. I mean, He's forty years old. He, he'd not go up against Shinsuke Nakamura, and that's probably all he'd do. He'd either become a tag team partner with him, or just have a feud with him, and that'd be the end of his career in WWE. <laughs> But here's my thing with Jericho, and we saw it later when they say Daniel Garcia and Sammy are going to be a team, and the and he said he wants one of them to merge as a leader. This you can you can break him away then from his group a little bit if you if you. It's just a one off with the elite since Kingston. You know the Kingston thing was weird, anyways. Put him in there. He's getting a face reaction. He can turn face. He gets a face reaction everywhere he goes. Because of every song. person, because of his song, exactly, song. exactly. Um, I can see him being a fifth member of BCC before the elite. Chris is saying that would be great. Talking about Kota Ibushi, only person to kick out of the one winged angel. Thank, thank you, Wikipedia, for that, there, Chris. I know you googled that. <laughs> But, you know, AEW commentators won't even – they say nobody's kicked out of one. Yeah, they don't acknowledge it because it didn't happen in AEW, so nobody's ever kicked Correct. out. Correct. Yes. Correct. And wasn't – wasn't and I could be wrong, wasn't that match a G1 Climax final where Ibushi kicked out of that? That sounds right. I would have to look hey, it Chris, up. Hey, Chris, hit up Wikipedia real quick. 
The Google machine. Hey, hey Chris, without Googling, what was their what was their tag team name together? Ooh. Oh, Wade. I know the I know well, this. We all know this. Hopefully uh, oh that one no one. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, but no Google. Yeah. Let's see if he can give us the, the tag team when those two guys were together. For Abushi and Omega, what was their yes. tag team name? And we'll talk about a tag team match here. MJF and Adam Cole versus Matt Menard and the Butcher. Really odd tag team there. Uh, <laughs> and what 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 Matt Menard called Meat Magic? He was calling him on Twitter, I think. Yeah. I was waiting for him to do something though. This this is just just you know screaming my nipples are hard for the Butcher or something like that. You know what I mean? I could see him doing something stupid like that, but. Um. Before we get into this match, we got a comment here on YouTube. I'll let one of you guys take this if you want. From Darby Allen fan. This is the problem with AEW. Random matches, no character building. Who is Nick Wayne? Where did he come from? Make me invest in the story, guys. Jesus. Shep, I get away I, with Nick Wayne. I'll hand you with the Nick Wayne. They they started Nick Wayne a year and a half ago when he was 16 years old. Uh, Darby showed up at a Defy Wrestling event with an AEW contract. Um, which had a bunch of stipulations age-wise, yada, 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 all that BS. And they have started to build Nick Wayne four months ago when they were in, was it in Portland? He was sitting front row for a Derby match, Derby man invented, right? Yep. And, and, and Nick was sitting uh, front row. Reason being, if you know Darby, he, well, you're a Darby Allen fan, you should know this, he was trained by Nick's dad, Buddy. Um, which they explained tonight. Which they explained tonight. Um, and I think uh, he said that when he started training up there, Nick was like eight or nine years old, started rolling around the ring with him. Uh, obviously, Buddy uh, passed away, and he took it upon himself to basically be a mentor to Nick. Um, so if we're talking about story building, I mean, this is a year and a half in the making. Okay. Now, do we get it every week? No. Um but it's a year and a half to making it. I think it's a hell of a story. And there's some other random matches that I can I can probably agree with you on that. Um, kind of like tonight. I thought tonight was a mesh together show, but it kind of worked. Now, going into Rampage and Collision, I think Rampage and Collision have a 10 time better card than what we saw tonight. I think the next three yeah. cards, yeah, uh, for next yeah. week too. Yeah. Next week looks great too, and, and that was—I was going to say that to the end of the show, but yeah. this guy wanted to hear about it. So, um, yeah, that, that's my answer to that. I, I think they're building Nick. It's a year and a half in the making, so that's a pretty damn good story. Yeah, and I will agree with him. Sometimes there are random matches. I think that's, in my opinion, due to the depth of the roster Tony has, yeah. he just kind of throws things together, but I could see how that would be frustrating to some fans. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Chris says, Kenny Omega and Cody, Kota Bushi. I don't know if he's guessing that's what their tag team was or. Well, we, yes. we know that was a tag team there, Smitty. What was the name of it? <laughs> uh, uh, MJF and Ab Cole get over in this match. Um, but uh, after Ab Cole hits the boom for the win on Matt Menard, um, super kick then the boom, I should say, but it was fun during the match. You know, MGF's getting crowd chants going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, MGF uh, has a birthday surprise for Adam Cole. Uh, 
He asked if there's any fans of uh, any devil worshippers out there, any fans of the guy with the cool name and the cool phrase. And he goes, do the thing. Adam Cole does Adam Cole, baby. Uh, he asked if he's ready to party. The guy comes out with a uh, cake and hats. Charlie with the hats off, I, I was off Sammy's vlog MBT. Um, some streamers go off, a bunch of things. Uh, but MJF's going to put Ab Cole's face in the cake, but Cole reverses it, puts puts MJF's face in the cake, and Ab Cole then tells MJF that he was uh, what he did was nice, and then he says thanks and friend. So thanks, my friend. Thanks, my friend. Yeah. So before that, the little vignette in the backstage with Roderick Strong in the neck brace. Yes, thank you. I wasn't in my notes. Kind of was like, hey man, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Like, you know what are you doing with this guy? He's like, oh, he assured him that nothing was going on, right? And then all of a sudden, oh, I got a text message. He wants to do a double clothesline tonight, which I thought was awesome. Yep. And then on the in the in the towards the end of the match, he's screaming on the on the apron, double clothesline, double clothesline. He never gives it to him. So I say the next match they use the double clothesline as a finisher. I like it. I like it. And also in the gym, I forgot to. Uh, point this out earlier in the gym um, <laughs> when they both agreed to Shiv- about Shivani. Well, the guy, it, I mean, that was me. I was lifting, I was pushing, that was me at lifting weights, right? Yeah. <laughs> they called me Tony Shivani. Yeah, they call this heavy set guy Tony Shivani. But did you see Adam Cole's face once he realized like they both kind of had fun there and had a moment? He looked worried. His face is like, oh no. Like, I, agree I just, with I just agreed happening? with MJF. Yeah, what is going on? So, really good. Good storytelling there too. This, this is going to be a good month. We got what a month right to London. Yeah, a little, about month and a half. Yeah, August twenty seventh. So about five six weeks. Great storyline going into London. Yep. Uh, Chris Smith has the name. He says the Golden Lovers. Googling son of a buck. <laughs> <laughs> he is correct. It is the Golden Lovers. I don't it know how he got the answer, but he got it. Uh, um, but you know, Shep, you say double clothesline next week. I think they win the tournament with the double clothesline. I think uh, they save it, tease it to the final match of the in. tournament, and then just hit it and pick up the victory. So he does. He does something like the Panama Sunrise, and the guy stands up still from doing the Panama Sunrise, and then they do the double close. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I just think it'll win them it the match till the end. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we then after the break we kind of talked about this earlier, but Jericho Garcia and Guevara showing Garcia and Guevara questioning Jericho's confrontation with Callis. Jericho says maybe it isn't a yes or a no. Paquette then announces that Garcia and Guevara will be teaming in the blind eliminator technique tournament. Jericho tells them to use that as an opportunity to prove themselves because there will come a time where they need to spread their wings and fly. Yeah, it's yep. a good split. I, I I'm. I think the JS has ran its course. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? It's time for something new. You know, the inner circle ran its course. Um, And then we got the JS. And then we got the JS out of it. So, yeah. And and Sammy's big enough. He can be on his own. Garcia. Oh, yeah. He hopefully goes to ROH, Elevation, or Dark, because Dark doesn't exist anymore. Here's Elevation. Yeah. Hope he goes to both. <laughs> um, I'm Main just, events both every week. Yeah, you know what? Hey, tell you what, go to Stanford, bud. 
Just, oh, just this new gig. I'm just not. A he is fan. a sports entertainer. I am not a fan of that. You know, the old Garcia where he showed up in shooter boots with no knee pads in the old school trunks. And he was a, a, a shooter. Like that was kind of his gimmick. Like that was 10 times better than what the shit he does now. So um, he's before he got into this, he was the green frog dancing on YouTube to some weird little song that everybody knows. <laughs> I, I figured that. that out during forbidden door. I didn't know that. And I don't want to know that now. <laughs> so, but yeah, Sammy, Sammy can be on his own. He's, he's, he's built himself that Garcia. Again, he can fall back to the uh, shit that we take before dynamite. We then got the uh, lone woman's match of the night, but it was a pretty good one for the uh, Owen Hart cup tournament quarterfinals. Um, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ruby Soho and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, last year's winner. Um, as Darby Allen fans, as Darby Allen for president. All right. Um, <laughs> what tickets? Uh, you gonna, hey, Darby Allen fan, what tickets are you going to run under? There we go. Good one. Good question. I had nothing for that, so I'm glad you saved me there. Um, good match between these ladies. I thought it was the best of their trilogy. I thought it was even better than their match at Arthur Ashe uh, going back two years ago. I enjoyed this one a lot. I I mean, I didn't enjoy how much the Outcast got involved, but that's the Outcast thing. Soraya and, and, and um, Tony Storm are going to get involved. And Brett Hill holds her own against pretty much three-on-one, but in the end, Outcasts are too much, and uh, Ruby Soho picks up the victory. So, Dr. Britt Baker out of the tournament. Ruby Soho will now go against Sky Blue, who confronted her on the on the uh, ramp. So, so two, two, part, two parts to my answer. I thought the match was really good. There was a couple mis, mishaps we had. Mm-hmm. Um, some type of suplex that didn't work. And then the belt shot that DMD took was – might have been Hogan doing that <laughs> chair shot, but whatever. Um, match was okay. At the end, Soraya and, and, and Tony Storm walk in the tunnel, and two seconds later, here comes Sky Blue. So they had to pass each other, right? I mean, it was that close. Like, mm-hmm. And plus, they were coming out of the face side. So, so Tony and Soraya went into the face side, which they should have went in the heel side. I don't know. If you're going to have a face side, heel side tunnel, you have to stick to it. Yes, yes. You have to. Yep, I agree with that. Maybe little small details. Like yep. Little, little spots mm-hmm. like this annoyed the piss out of me. Yep. yep. I agree with that. I agree with yep. that. Before we get into the main event, let's uh, look at the card for Rampage Collision and next week's Dynamite. Rampage is the 100th episode. Rampage, that came fast. Oh, yeah, I know, right? We get uh, Jeff Jarrett, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. So, good match there. Um, also get Big Bill and Brian mm-hmm. Cage versus Trent Beretta and Matt Seidel. Now, see, that team of Big Bill and Brian Cage actually makes sense to me. No, his name's still yeah, Big Bill. Call him anything yes. else and it makes sense. Call him, it, call it's him, still... call him Matchbox Yellow Race Car Number One. That makes better. <laughs> it put, make you more yellow freaking trunks 
It makes we'll it call him better. Trench, and he can get some tattoos put all over him every week. Make you make you call him Trench and come out with a shovel and a and boots like he's a trench digger it makes better sense than big freaking Bill. Put it on a shirt. But anyway, but what I'm saying ball. is. <laughs> This could lead to a feud between Cage and Bill because they lose the match somehow. Each other blames the other person, and then we can get Big Bill taking on big guys. But the thing about that, that's ROH. That's got ROH written all over it, which is fine, which is fine, which is fine, which is fine. I, I will admit I have been an awful ROH watcher. I have not tuned in hardly at all since it became a show. So on Thursdays, I have not been good. I forget about it. I'll be honest. The other two matches we have Friday night are Hakira Shida and Marina Shafir. That'll be a good one. And then uh, we got a trios match with the Hun Bucks, Hangman on Page, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks against the Dark Order's Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and um, John Silver. So keep Didn't that going. We literally just do this. Yeah, it's just a rematch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then Collision, we are getting a bunch of Owen Hart matches. We're getting Willow Nightingale versus, why can I not think who she's facing off the top of my head? Uh, is it's, it not, a, it's not Athena, is it? Yes. Yes, it it's is Athena. Athena. Thank you. Yeah, Nightingale. Okay. Yep, because Sky Blue and, and Ruby are next week's dynam- on Dynamite. Then that's we're also right. getting Punk and Joe in the main event, which that's going to be a lot of fun. And Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. We're also getting FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson, and um, Jay White in a your favorite match, Paul. One of the championship eliminator <laughs> matches. So, yeah. Any, any quick thoughts on Collision from Saturday? Since we're kind of talking about this upcoming Collision, it was it was lackluster. Yeah, I thought it was kind of eh. Mm-hmm. Crowd was eh. Whatever. I I like how. Go ahead. I like how we're seeing that aggressive side of Joe again. Mm-hmm. We started to see that. It died off. He went and shot uh, the Twisted Metal TV series where he played Sweet Tooth, and then he came back with that aggression again. I love it. Yep. Did you feel that it was lackluster, the crowd was lackluster because it was taped? Yeah. It, I always think tape shows are worse than live shows. Yeah. Yeah. They always seem that way. We'll see if the Regina crowd can be hotter. This Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. Can't we don't, don't say that. You can't we we can't go explicit. <laughs> I said Regina Paul. No. Okay. And Shep. I was gonna say I didn't even say anything. I meant to say Shep first, yeah. but <laughs> Hey, leave it to the immature guy, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> wait till the ratings of the show. Uh, sixty nine Shep. <laughs> See, I'm giggling already. I was giggling about <laughs> something else and you caught me. Uh, you did that on purpose because I was yeah. taking a ship. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> the the uh, card for Diamond next week: Swerve against Nick Wayne, Commander against Chris Jericho, Ruby against Darby. Sky Blue, um, Darby and Orange against either Jeff Jarrett, Matt Hardy, or Sammy and and Daniel Garcia, and Adam Cole and MGF versus either Big Bill and Brian Cage or Trent and Matt Seidel. So hopefully good, it's Trent and Seidel, even though it's a random team. Both those guys lose. But I, I don't want to see Big Bill on television until he proves himself wrestling for New Hampshire Independent Wrestling Championships under Big Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Next. 
Next is the main event. Kenny by God Omega versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, this was a fun match. I really enjoyed this match, especially the last few minutes. Wheeler definitely held his own tonight. They had me hooked, line, and sinkered when Takeshka showed up, hit the thunder bomb on Kenny. I thought Wheeler was pulling the upset because Kenny was 0-3 since he split from Callis, which that's the bottom third said, uh, even though he's only lost one dynamite match, singles match ever. Uh, but Kenny kicked out of that. A little more back and forth, but then Kenny ends up hitting the one-winged angel for the win. After the match, Claudio and Takeshka beating Kenny down. The Elite finally run down. Took them long enough. And we see um, the Bucks deliver the BT trigger to Casanoli and hold him in place for Hangman to hit him with a chair. But the Dark Order runs down and grabs the chair out of his hands as the show goes off the air. Remind yeah. me of an old WCW Nitro as action still happening when we go off the air. Yeah. I, I like the finish. I like the, the run-ins. And and I don't want to sound like a dick, but the Dark Order does not have the star power to leave a cliffhanger on a weekly television show. We saw what we, happened the last time they did. I'm, I'm the, sorry. They not just, the last time, did. excuse me. That was with Brody Lee when they were good. It was yeah. back in, in the 2019 in the worst. Not, not saying John oh, Silver oh, guys are not entertaining. You mean, okay. you know. Here's a guy's face. I'm I'm over here hitting him. Yes, that was unbelievably bad. Um, Leave angels alone. And, and and again, nothing nothing against John Silver and those guys. I think John Silver's entertaining. Yes, he is. But he is not the type of star power you want to cut from a national television show for a cliffhanger going into Friday Friday night or Saturday, right? Friday SmackDown. Or Smash Jesus. Rampage. Oh my God. Rampage. Oh, that was wow. I think I don't even, I don't even watch SmackDown. I don't know where that came from. Hey, hey Paul, is it, did, did Tanner take his bachelor party to Stanford, Connecticut? Oh, Jesus. I think he did. I think wow. wow. They're secretly Good shit, man. There. Good shit. I deserve oh, every bit of what you guys are gonna throw at me. That was wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Tanner relinquished the title right now. I will not do that, but that's because he beat me in fantasy for the year. Uh, that's all right. Tan- yeah. Tanner, Tanner was seen having lunch with, with with the other con and Vince. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, and, and, Tanner, and Tanner, unfortunately, Tanner came home from that lunch with uh, sexual assault allegations from somebody. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, hey, hey, it's very simple, Tanner. Uh, all you got to do, uh, you just show up, man. We'll we'll put you over. <laughs> good shit, Tanner. Good shit. <laughs> uh, well, number one contender. Number one contender. <laughs> I got the I- next undisputed universal world heavyweight WWE 24-7 International North American United States Champion Tanner Lee. Oh, good shit, good shit. I'm not left speechless too often on this podcast, but I'm there right now. I I don't even know uh, how to circle right. this back. Uh, All right. Well, well <laughs> Wow. And I, I, I've had one drink. It's not me, guys. It's not me for once. It's Paul. Jesus. It wasn't even me. Yeah, no. Uh, it's all Tanner. 
the, 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 yeah, I'm trying to circle back here, but I don't know how we're going to be. The Dark Order. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, wow. The Dark Order, I, I can't take them seriously as a heel faction without Brody Lee. The Dark Order will be on trial up against the Tribal Chief on Friday night. Rampage down. God. If it was up to Tanner, we would. I mean, geez. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't even watch SmackDown. That was weird. Uh, uh, that was fantastic. Thank you, Tanner. Anyway. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, hey, wrestler of the night. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm helping you, Tanner. Thank I'm you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Paul, go ahead. Go first. Okay. Um, this is easy. I had it picked by nine o'clock. MJF. I mean, how can you not? The dude is just entertaining beyond entertaining. And I'm paying attention when he's on TV. Great pick. If you watch the show tonight. Yep. Go ahead, Shep. Uh, my wrestler tonight did not appear on the show tonight. <laughs> He's on Saturdays. My wrestler of the night, Eddie Kingston. That's okay. fair. I can I can get I can, on board with that. Yep, I'm backing so we, that 100. percent Eddie Kingston won the New Japan Openweight Championship, New Japan Strong Openweight Championship from Kenta. Um, the reaction this human being gave from winning, which I think I, I and and I looked it up today and I, I couldn't find any definitive answers, but outside of some smaller independent promotions and and Kenny uh, he was he was out Eddie was outside the country a lot too. Um, this is his first title in a what I would call a top five promotion. Um, so his reaction to this match was a good match and, and I watched highlights of it and, and I started watching a little bit of it and then, then dynamite started and yada, yada, yada. Um, Eddie was real in this match. Well, Eddie was Eddie in this match. Yeah. I was gonna say he's always real. Yeah. And, and that's one thing is, is Eddie wins this title and, and then he, I'm sure he goes to the hotel I would go to the bar. I think Eddie goes to the bar. He's got a little gut on him. <laughs> I think it's the same Eddie at that bar that it was in that ring. Eddie don't change. Um, congratulations to him. I think it's awesome leading into the G1. And, I mean, just you, you could tell the guy was authentic, I guess that's the best word. Authentic's the best word with Eddie. And, I mean, he was over overwhelmed by the moment. Um, so, congratulations to him. I, ho- I hope he runs with it. Um, I hope he keeps it going. I enjoy his work. I know a lot of people don't. But I enjoy his work because he's real. The difference between him and a Ric Flair is Ric Flair still is Ric Flair? We've talked about it a million times. He's not Richard Flair, you know. He, but back in the day, old Ric Flair, man, he could work in that ring, right? You can't, you can't deny that. Eddie, and I'm sure Eddie would punch me if he was sitting right here. I don't think Eddie can work like Ric Flair can. 
Eddie's more of a brawler type deal. But as long as he can sell the fans, sell us as we as we paid thirty two yen. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I think it was I think it was thirty five bucks American. Thirty. I I just saw the thing that said yen. Whatever. He just clicked. You know, buy. He didn't care. But uh, I mean, he him and Mox were the reason I bought the 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 the, the two day package, right? Um, even though I did not like Mox's matches, I didn't, I didn't care for those. Um, I'm glad I watched it because of, because of, uh, of Eddie. So yeah, Eddie, that was, that was a five minute rendition of my wrestler of the night. Obviously I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. It was really cool to see him embrace with homicide. Who was his trainer afterwards? Pure emotion. Very cool. Very cool. And you know, it's a big deal when they bring it up on AW television. I mean, Absolutely. they don't do that very often. They don't do it. I mean, AEW put it on their social media, mm-hmm. but, to, but to put it on the show tonight, you know, yep. I mean, that's 35 to 45 seconds of live television that is very, very costly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, my wrestler of the night, I don't think I've ever picked this guy, and that's why I'm going to because I don't know if I'll ever really get a chance to pick him again. It was in a losing effort, Keith Lee. <laughs> That All was right. strong performance out of Keith Lee or Bearcat, as as Vince liked to call him. Uh, See, there he is, back on the the Stanford <laughs> kick. I so thought he was going to pick Roman Reigns for a second. I mean, Paul, I he's think, a loser too. I think next week it's just gonna, probably going to be me and you because Tanner's going to be in uh, Connecticut signing a writer's deal or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lawyering up so that those charges will disappear. Oh yeah, boy. Tanner's going to have some shit coming out of the closet here. Oh, boy. Very quickly. Me too, Tanner. Me too, Moomin. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's give our ratings on the show before I just get canceled somehow without even doing anything. Ah, hell, we, we won't cancel you, Tanner. I appreciate it. Maybe. Well, Shep won't. Well, Paul, you're going last. <laughs> you're going last for this. All right. I'm leading it off because right. I said so. Um Power. Rating of the night tonight. Uh, the show was a lot more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be with the card coming in. I have I have higher expectations for next week. Um, the main event helped it get in the mid sevens for me. I'm going seven five. Wow. Mid. That's strong. Mm-hmm. That's strong. Mid. I think the main event was the best wrestling match we saw tonight. Um it did help, and I, I there was a there was a rating I wanted to give just so I can watch you two giggle. But I didn't think it was I didn't think it was a good enough show. So, uh, I'm six five. All right, All I right. went a whole number higher. <laughs> you did, you did, and I come in like smack dab in the middle. Like imagine that seven one. Imagine that Paul in the middle. <laughs> hey, you put me here. Wow. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, next and, week, and it works out. Vince McMahon way too long, Tanner. And, and it works out. I'm in the middle. Shep's older than me. Tanner's younger than me. It, See, I'm in the middle. And there we go. If I shave this off and just have a mustache, just kick me in the nuts. Um, just straight up. Just, oh. just end me. Um, you will be kidnapped before your wedding. Of, of all people, I did not think Tanner would turn to the dark side. This week on Dark Side of the Ring, Tanner Lee. 
Tanner Lee leaves AEW for Vince McMahon. Oh my God. This thing in a turn. I, I can't even defend myself. I don't even know what to say. Hey, Tanner, are you a member of the Kiss My Ass Club? Nope. <laughs> Next right. week you will be. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I was going to say something. I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, next week's card. If it's not an eights for me, I'm going to be really disappointed. I don't have that I, high expectations. Actually, I think um, this collision should be the best collision we've seen to date. I know we've had very little of them. Or very few of them, but they have absolutely stacked this collision card. Yeah, they did bad, really bad ratings last week. I, I'm a fan though. I don't really pay attention to ratings too much because I think they're skewed with DVR numbers. Like it doesn't tell the whole story, but it was a bad rating. But also, it was Fourth of July weekend, taped Saturday. Card wasn't very good, so hopefully, it's just an outlier for them. And I'm still, I am still in in. in what is their their key demo is what? Twenty four to forty nine? Eighteen to forty nine. Okay. I feel like an eighteen year old and a forty nine year old don't hang out, but No. Whatever. I agree. But let's just go for shits and gigs. Eighteen to forty nine on a Saturday night. Majority of us are not at home. Right. Or majority of us are home with other groups of friends. Right. You're doing something. Or children. Or children. Yeah. Children. So you're going to DVR that. Yep. Watch it at midnight when they go to bed or watch it Sunday morning when they're not out of bed. Yep. So I think a Saturday show is – I think we talked about this when they announced it. You know, whatever, but just that's, that's a tough one. Am I going to watch it? Yeah, but I'm a DVR. More than likely, I'm a DVR every week. Well, I got some Twitter polls open on the KOP uh, Twitter, which follow us yep. at Kicking Out Pod if you haven't already. I asked those questions there. I want to know how everybody watches Dynamite Rampage and Collision. And your three choices were live, DVR, don't watch. Well, most right? of them watch it on television, Tanner. What? The television. Well, shh. you can watch it on the phone or a computer. While you're on your private jet between Fort Wayne and uh, Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> do you guys want to do this show by yourselves the rest of the time? Yeah, I, really. I can make my that title happen. right back over to me. I could make no. I meant tonight. I can make that happen. Oh, I can, I can go to bed and let you guys finish this. But dynamite uh, for dynamite live is winning with sixty-seven percent of the vote. That didn't surprise me. Rampage DVR is winning with forty-three percent. Also, didn't surprise me. So that's how I watch Rampage, if I watch that week. And we have a tie and collision between live and DVR at 40% each so far. Those really haven't changed much since I voted on them. Yeah, so we need some more votes. So go vote at Kicking Out Pod on Twitter. Yeah, yep. and actually, you know, I find, obviously I watch it live every Wednesday. I usually give myself about a 30-40 minute head start. Sure. Um, and then I start watching, so I, I try not to watch commercials. Um, but on on Fridays, even even I'm 40 years old, so I'm in the middle of the demo, right? You know, even if we do as as a family, we do something, um, or as as a couple, we do something. I'm still home by 10 o'clock. I usually am too. So to be honest. I, 
I mean, if I sit down and, and make a cocktail and watch television at 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm probably going to watch Rampage. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the time, I think I do watch it live. Now, depending on what kind of party I've had that day and what I've partake, do I make it to the end without taking a little snoozy snooze? Nah, sometimes yes and no. I do DVR it just in case. Yep. yep. <laughs> Look. I was just glad that uh, a couple Saturdays ago when we did our show, you made it all the way through without falling asleep. Oh, me? Yeah. Cool. I'm not, <laughs> not going to fall asleep. Now, if I made it the whole show without slurring, that's a different, that's a different, that's a different victory. Yeah. Oh, I, I meant collision. Oh, no, that was, a, that, was a, that was a normal Saturday. That was a great day. We had a great, that was a great day. That was a great pick yeah, no, we. Were yeah, that was that was a fun podcast you guys had that night. Yeah, we did. I'm sure we. It was wasn't it like it wasn't two weeks ago. It was two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a long one. It was two. Yeah, it was two hours for a two man show with a two hour show that we quickly went over. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of rabbit holes. A lot of, a lot of rabbit holes. I think we spent about thirty minutes on collision, and the rest of the time was rabbit holes and picks. <laughs> Well, since I'm in the oh, you got a one. Paul's got something before because I know where you're going. And before we do that, I gave you guys homework last week when we got yes, off the podcast. Yes, you did. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to get through the show. And before That's we right. get to our yeah. new weekly segment, Shep doesn't remember the homework. <laughs> he did not understand. <laughs> what the a assignment. bad student. So Shep's going to be on the spot, but Tanner, you've had a week to think about this, and I kind of already have mine picked out. So I want to know, it's been talked about for years, that Sting was WCW's Undertaker. Obviously, Taker was Taker in WWE. So as it sits right now in 2023, July 5th, who is your pick for AEW's version of The Undertaker? And by that, I don't mean streaks. I mean loyalty to the company. Who's going first? Tanner, you go ahead. Chep's got to think. Well, I got, I got, I, I've got three guys, but there's one to always the other two. I'm not going to throw out the other two because I want your guys' answers first. I don't want to give it. I don't want to give Chef, 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 I can't talk. Chef, my answers. Uh, you know, because he likes to cheat on the, the test. Um, Good shit. <laughs> I'm going. Because when I think of The Undertaker, I think of he was kind of Vince's go-to guy when he was in a pickle, too, right? A guy that needed to come through with a solid match. I'm going with Orange Cassidy. All right. Very solid pick. Very solid pick. Shep? So, to me, it was a no-brainer. And, Tanner, you kind of alluded, and I almost thought you were going to pick my guy. But if you think about the biggest pickle – Tony Khan has ever been in. Who do you turn to? John Moxley. He honestly wasn't one of my other two. I was thinking of so. Now the other guy was Omega. I don't think Omega will ever go back to Stanford because he had a taste of it, and he hated it. And so did Moxley. But I think Moxley would probably do it for the money. And and Moxley, if he was sitting next to me, he could punch me for it. But this still money's money. And Moxley's money driven. He signed a five year deal now. Well, listen to some of his podcasts and stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, he's trying to set himself up for the future, but whatever. But like, if you look at the biggest pickle Tony Khan's ever been in, 
the guy was supposed to go on like a, what a six week honeymoon or four week honeymoon or whatever the hell it was. That was on Sunday. The next Wednesday, he shows up and 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 puts the company on his back. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, he did it that Sunday because you know, he even said he went outside to smoke a cigarette with Kingston, came back in, and all hell had broke loose, and he knew he wasn't going on vacation anymore. Yeah. And Mox was the champion for the, a majority of the Daily's Place era. Yep. So, yep. literally put the company on his back. Yeah. That's a good one. Both, That's a really good one. Both good picks. Um, a- another guy that I was thinking of, there's two of them both young so i think it could change in the future but with what we've seen him do so far and kind of the behind the scenes you got tonight from him with a vignette i'm gonna say darby Allen. yeah he was one of my other two mm-hmm. you ever think darby allen though could put the, the the heavyweight belt on his shoulder and run with the company ray did that's Ray. And that was, yeah. But it wasn't that big of a stint, though. But if you think about it, Taker wasn't champion for very long. Most of what you think of when you think of Undertaker, you think of loyalty to the they company. They need the belt. And he never needed the belt. Yeah. Darby's already above the TNT championship. Not that the TNT championship is crap, but. Kind of is. Like I said, but <laughs> the hot potato. It's Darby, on a dinosaur. Oh. Yeah, Darby doesn't need Dino a belt. Darby doesn't need Sting. That just adds to it. Whether doesn't Sting anymore. Darby, doesn't anymore. Right. right. He used to. Yes. But he doesn't anymore. He's he's grown quickly. Yep. And willing to put his neck on the line for Nick, um, and go to Tony and say, "Hey, check this kid out. You need to sign him." I think he's going to do good things for AEW. The other guy I had in mind, but he's not an AEW original, so it was just the mystique of his character. Dark Malachi. Just because he's dark, you know, his mystique, if we're talking character to character, but when, when we're okay. talking loyalty, go-to guy, Malachi, yeah, he doesn't stack up with those other guys, which Malachi was in the news today. Did you guys see this by chance? I did not. I did not. Malachi... I don't know who interviewed him. He specifically asked to be only on Collision going forward, not Dynamite. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's when we're only going to see the um, House of Black and the trios, I guess, on Collision for the time being, at least. Speaking of speaking of the House of Black, did anybody see and made it made some of the dirt sheet Twitter the interaction between John Cena and Rhea Ripley? Yes, yes. I saw it. And then Brody King says, "Man, now I gotta kick John Cena's John ass." Cena's ass. <laughs> yep, yep. I saw I that. that. I saw that. I that, was yep. that was good. Uh, I I did have some when we get into our uh, segment of the week about the other place. I do have some thoughts on that pay per view. Well, since Connecticut's supposedly on my mind tonight, let's. Uh, hey, get, you brought up SmackDown. Let's get right into it, and uh, let's talk about something. So, what do you guys want to talk about? He didn't get to say that line this week. He tried. No. He comes out, well, Seth Rollins opens the show, your World Heavyweight Champion. Cody interrupts him. Twitter's like, whoa, what's going on here? Cody said he's not going after this belt. He still wants the belt. 
his daddy never got. He wants to finish the story. Right before he can say that line, Brock Lesnar's music hits. We see Cody get a look on his face we haven't seen in a long time. Just a pissed off, enraged look, which I liked. He runs, goes after Brock. Brock gets the better of him all the way down the ramp. Gets in the ring. Cody hits him with a Cody cutter, which Brock did an awesome job at selling. Brock rolls out of the ring. Cody wants to fight. That's the end of that. Later in the night, Cody's music hits again just to get the crowd pop again. He comes out for about a one-minute promo, pretty much saying he will fight Brock Lesnar anywhere, anytime. They can't coexist on the same show. So we're getting number three at SummerSlam. But my question to you guys is, what's going to be the stipulation of the match? Mm, I feel it needs to be like an I quit match. Not the company, clearly. Um, but you just need to go big. It, it's, you know, street fight, I quit, something like that. I think I think we get hell in the cell. Boom. I think so, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because that gives... I, I, I agree with the I quit match, okay? That gives you the nostalgia, the the power of whoever the winner is, right? But to do an I quit match, I go back to the Rock McFoley I quit match. God, that was hard to hit. Oh, hard to watch. 14 chair shots mm. and the handcuffs. Mm. Okay? To get that kind of selling without the cage around you, right? It would be hard. So instead of the I quit match, I think we get Hell in the Cell. All right. All right. And this version of Cody in WWE is what, 1 and 0 in Hell in the Cell? Yep, with I mean, the torn peck. Torn peck. And yeah. Brock has, he's beat Taker in Hell in a Cell once, if not twice. I don't remember that last time when they had the feud in Hell in a Cell. I don't remember who won unless it was a draw. I don't, they had that summer feud. I don't remember. Um, he's probably had a few other feuds. Well, yeah, I'll just Google it. I'll Google it while I'm rambling right. here. Um, right. Wasn't there? No. While you Google that, um, I, I see that in my time away from Stanford, they are still just as predictable as ever. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, um, I mean just ask Tanner. <laughs> that's why he's going to go right for him. Um, but uh, no, I, I thought uh, I thought this weekend's pay-per-view was pretty entertaining. Um I, I did enjoy Cody's match, um, although seemed like somebody ringside was struggling a little bit to maintain their clothing. <laughs> um, but uh, there, there were a few camera angles that I was like, you guys need to adjust quickly or else. But um, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if anybody else notices things like this, but this is kind of the stuff I like to look for. Regarding the Judgment Day, since we're talking Cody and the Judgment Day, obviously, is what comes to mind with Money in the Bank as he took on Dominic Mysterio. Um, three out of the four Judgment Day members had a match. Damian Priest, Dominic, and Finn Balor. Now, the entire time that I've been watching that I've seen Judgment Day come out... They've always got their CGI graphics that everybody at home gets to see. 
and it's mm-hmm. always been the same one. You've got your person in the front, which represented Balor, uh, Dom and Ripley in the middle, and then Damien in the back because he was the tallest. Damien came out with that. Ugh. Dom came out with that. Balor did not. Balor came out with four that looked identical. They were all holding what could have been sword. And two of the characters glitched. They kind of flickered out for a second. And that's kind of when I went, all right, so we're starting to see the end of Judgment Day. And then Damien came down during the match. Then, because I hadn't watched anything, you find out that uh, he took on, Damien took on Rollins. Balor cost that match for Priest, so Priest was returning the favor. But I think Judgment Day is starting to fall apart. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping we keep Dom and Ripley together because they're fantastic to watch. It's kind of what keeps Judgment Day going. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, Money in the Bank, I just saw highlights besides Cody's match. I disagree with Priest winning. I get why they did it, but I think LA Knight should have won. Um, and Trips, Trips will make the argument, well, he doesn't need the title, blah, blah, blah. Eh, you got to run run with it while it's hot. Um, but oh, okay. I'd, then we would should, Cody should be champion right now. I so. know, and that's getting to my, me to my next point. Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, is reporting the plan as of now is still Roman Cody main eventing WrestleMania 40 in Philly. So, so the Rock's just completely out of the question. I guess he's out of the question, yeah. Which you would think the Rock and Roman – would be the final story of this bloodline thing that has absolutely taken over pro wrestling. Yes, it has. And mm-hmm. they, the whoever came up with this for the multiple individuals, hats off to them because layer after layer what, after layer. One Vince. No, God, no. One Vince. No. Now the only, there's only one. I think I brought it up. Might have been with Paul on that Saturday show. There's only one thing they could do to elevate this even more. To completely blow every fan's mind is to bring in G.O.D. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they split in New Japan. One's under contract, maybe one's not. I think, again, we talked about it, but if you could somehow bring in G.O.D. to feud with the Usos, holy cow, could you talk about a literally family storyline? Like, I know we got the family storyline now with the Usos and Solo and Roman and and their uncles and cousins and all that. Yeah, we get it. It's awesome. But there's still two guys out there that could even elevate this storyline. And there's only, well, there's two guys that have the money to bring these in. One's Vince McMahon and the other's Tony Khan. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon should pay whatever the hell it is that he paid for that esthetician to put that mustache on his face. <laughs> these guys in. Yeah. I, I hear he had it on a good authority from Tanner that it'd make him look good. Well, Tanner's probably on the freaking writing staff now. I mean, when Tanner shows up next Wednesday and goes, that's good shit boys. <laughs> oh, did I just make the list? <laughs> Tanner made their ball made the list. That's awesome. I mean, we're and you know what? And Paul, you and I are mature adults. We'll let this slide in like three months. 
Yeah, kind of like we let, um, you know, other things about me slide. Right, Shep? You mean like the time you went swimming in Manitou or what? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, mature adult Tanner over here who changed my name to Brooklyn Brawler during the show. Um, <laughs> oh, the, roadkill. The roadkill references. Roadkill. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, that was like mature humor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about, never mind. I shouldn't say that. Never mind. I'm trying not to get KOP canceled. <laughs> So sorry. No, don't no. worry, Tanner. Neither one of us will tag you in anything with uh, yeah. the words "me too." Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no. This isn't even a rabbit hole. I don't even know what to call this anymore. It's a, it's a sinkhole. Roast. I'm in a sinkhole. <laughs> it's a roast. Get well, over it. I mean, I got, I had so many jokes lined up, and I'm thinking, you know what? That could come back to bite us in the ass. So I'm just gonna like, oh yeah. man, they were funny in my mind. And I laugh, but I guess not. You can send them to the group text. There you go. So you can get them off your chest. Yeah. yeah. What would you guys guess? A little off topic here, but still with Connecticut. What would you guess is uh, Brock Lesnar's record in Hell in a Cell matches? I just looked up the history, and this kind of blew my mind. Um, uh, I don't know, but I'm going. It's like fifty-fifty. Wrong. I'm going to go. I'm going to go four and six. Two and zero. Oh. He's only been two, both against The Undertaker. Wow. In 2002 and 2015, he won them both. Uh, So was he in Elimination Chamber then? I mean, I know. He's never been in Elimination Chamber. He's been cage matches. All right, maybe that's. Didn't he suplex somebody through the plexiglass? Unless he was in one recently, maybe. I thought he was. There's only been 51 Hell in a Cell matches to last year. Uh, Cody and Seth was the 51st. Well, that makes that makes me feel more confident that it'll be a Hell in a Cell and Cody's yeah. got to go over. All right. Uh, Brock Lesnar, F5 off chamber pod. Hmm. All right. Um, that was oops. Seth Rollins too, wasn't it? Uh, Why do I think it was Ricochet now that you oh. mentioned that? That's a good point. Because I do, I do kind of remember. Who was in the first Hell in a Cell match? Quizzing you guys. First Hell in a Cell was Undertaker, Undertaker Big Boss Man, right? Nope. Yeah. That was the fifth one Foley. in 90. Nope. Uh, Foley and, and Taker were the third one. King of the Ring. Had to be Undertaker Kane then, right? Or Michaels. Undertaker Michaels, Bad Blood when King debuted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Michaels got super bloody in that match. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was October fifth, ninety seven. Undertaker's been in in the mo- him and Foley have been the most, and Triple Triple H too, actually. No, uh, Triple H might he Triple H been a lot of them. Ah, I forgot Triple H beat Kevin Nash in one of Bad Blood in 03. Ah. Wow. In 03? Yeah, Bad Blood in 03 when Kevin Nash is like second WWE run. Kevin Nash couldn't move in 03. I know. (laughs) Undertaker's been a lot. Man. Mark Henry was in one. Defeated Randy Orton in 2011. What was the the New Day Usos in Hell in a Cell was a badass match. I remember. 
Yes, that was where was that one on? Was, was that pre-pandemic? Yeah, be. I'm trying to find the or was that a cage match? No, it was Hell in a Cell. Oh, it was yeah, Hell in a Cell in 2017, Detroit. Yep, Usos defeated New Day. That was a hell of a match. Because on the same night, Kevin Owens defeated Shane McMahon in Hell in a Cell. So that's when they were doing two per Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Kind of took the mystique away a little bit. By the way, Brock was in 2022. <laughs> in Elimination yeah. Chamber. I don't watch the product. I was Rose. going. I was going yeah. over. I I googled it. I know we, you and I have to Google it, Paul. Tanner wrote the shit, so <laughs> yeah, not yet, not yet. Hey, Cody's been in two Hell in a Cell matches. He lost in '09. He and Ted DiBiase lost to Michaels and Trips. I said this run. Yeah, of forgot Cody about Rose that. Is one and zero. I just I forgot. I completely forgot he was in I another Hell in a Cell match. Will, I, I didn't. Think- you want to be the? T- I don't think you want the DiBiase as your last name right now, according to their legal battles. No, he's he's facing prison time. Mm-hmm. His dad's not doing well health wise. Not nope. good. Not good. No. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of a pro wrestling history junkie sometimes. So did did Zach see uh, last week for Stanford? Uh, a legend, a icon, had a birthday. Terry Funk. Terry Funk? Yes. Yes. He's yep. 79. He's 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 looking old, but man, that dude's been some <laughs> some shit, man. Um I remember watching the Beyond the Ring uh documentary in 2004. I we'd have to look that up. On it, and no, it might be no. It's earlier than that. It was ninety. It was before ECW had the TNT contract. Beyond the ring, ninety six. Beyond the mat. Beyond the mat. Sorry, I said beyond. Yeah, the ring. beyond the ring was a series. Beyond the mat, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so it was footage from like ninety six, ninety seven, and. He was 50-some years old then and could barely walk. Um, but the dude put ECW on his back, and the most – you guys are going to laugh at me. I, and I'd put up this with some of the most motivational speeches in, in pro sports history, okay? And we've had some badass ones, right? Oh, yeah. But in that documentary – Paul Heyman gives a speech to the talent before their first live pay-per-view. And it was awesome. Like, I think some of those guys had tears in their eyes. But he got those guys so pumped up. And the first ECW pay-per-view, which I think was called Barely Legal, right? You're right. Mm -hmm. What year was it? Had to be ninety six or ninety seven, didn't it? Looking it up. Yeah, see, he tried to quiz you like you should know because he should know. And well, no, I, I've know. watched that documentary a hundred times. It's it's an amazing documentary. Um, Jake the Snake's in that one. Terry Funk, April thirteenth, ninety seven. 
Okay. And you had the arena, which was a shithole. Terry Funk defeated Raven mm-hmm. in the main event. Right. And he also defeated Sandman and Stevie Richards. In a, in a Hollywood league. Nova and Thomas Rodman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in an amazing, and they blew the, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm not an electrician, but they blew the power, inver- power inverter, like literally as they went off the air. Like mm. they were counting down, like we're getting kicked off the air. One, two, three, Terry Funk makes the pin, raises the belt, and the freaking uh, transformer to the building blows. Yeah. I mean, just epic, epic show. I think Jerry Lynn and RVD tore the house down that night, too. Yes, that was on the card. Yeah, they tore the house down. And Taz beats uh, Sabu in a submission match. I think that was towards the end of Taz, though. We didn't get the... Uh, normal Taz that we would get. Um, Sabu was still a nut job, but Sabu's still in that job. What are you talking about? It's true. That's didn't true. Ha- didn't have that on my bingo card that he'd be in AW this year. Up here in AW, we saw Sabu. We saw Sabu. 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 Whatever. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Whatever you want to call him. RVD is. We're not going to see him in AEW because. He likes to have multiple wives and yes, smokes a lot of grass. Likes to have a good time, and good for him. Yeah, that that I mean, that's Rob Van Dam. That's lifestyle. That's yep. you, that's what you see. What you what you get with Rob Van Dam. So one yeah. of a kind. How do we get an ECW rabbit hole? By the way, because uh, you brought up Terry Funk. It was a happy birthday, Terry Funk. Yep. What a freaking yep. legend. It was also Dax Harwood's birthday last week. I like Dax. He's my boy, too. Yep. And then, of course, today is uh, Adam Cole's birthday. Which we had a celebration so, for Adam Cole. So besides Dax, Shep, who would you say is your favorite, as of right now, your favorite AEW wrestler? Can't um, pick Dax. Yeah, oh. said besides Dax. I know. Like, I was just reinforcing it. Or Cash. Let me throw Cash out, too. because no, no, Cash is great. Um If it's somebody that I'm looking forward to watch every week mm-hmm. and can perform on the mic, I mean, I it's a hard debate. You like, you cannot enjoy MJF. And I know I'm picking the world champion, right? Um, but there's a couple guys that have worn on me and. And I, Orange Cassidy, I'm enjoying every week. Um, Christmas at Jericho. He texted in. He's watching still. And he likes Jericho. He's older, too. You know, him and Jericho about the same age. Um, And the old guys stick together, you know. (laughs) They might be the same age, actually. Yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah. They they take the Geritol and shit together. No no pun intended, right? Oh man! Yeah. Maybe that blue emu shit for the joints, right? You know, <laughs> not Jericho's talking about the blue chew, but you know, <laughs> hey blue chew, at least hey, <laughs> hey blue chew, we're we're I'm forty, like come on, like we'll we'll, we'll give you some spots on on 
on KOP. We're live. You know, if we get that sponsorship, Shep, the reads are all yours, buddy. Yeah, you take I'll everything. I'll read some blue chew, man. I'm 40 years old. I mean, uh, hey, hey, after you have some kettle, okay? Kettle and blue chew. That's a combo. You have, hey, blue chew. I might have to tag you in, big dog. Kettle One and Blue Chew could be tag team partners by the fucking greatest sponsorship ever. And there's the E. <laughs> Not for everyone. Yes. I mean, seriously. I mean, I would, I will, I tell you what, I will retire a happy man if I could get Kettle One and Blue Chew to be tag team partners. How would make a triple threat with your pickles? We can make millions. Millions. You imagine the merch we could sell with that shit? We could all retire. Let's go. Start with a pickle, enjoy your drink, and end the night with a blue chew. You know what? Maybe I could get, I mean, Kettle One's been in it on a shirt. Yeah, hold on. Kettle One's been in the same family since 19, or shit, 1691. I don't think we get them the same. Can't even uh, read the bottle anymore. Well, no. 1691. Good Lord. They're all in America. They've been making vodka since 1691. I don't think I can get them to change your label to blue. <laughs> can I? <laughs> Damn it. That was a good thought, though. Still, Kettle One Blue Jew Tag Team Champions, man. They're the KOP Tag Team Champions. Oh, I'm sweating. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> I'd buy that shirt. I can buy a lot of things on a shirt from the night show. <laughs> Paul, who's your favorite AEW talent right now? <laughs> oh, man. That is... Like the easy out for me would be Malachi Black because you know I got the that's chance. That's not an easy out. That's not an easy but, out. But um, well, I'm just saying because you know I have talked to him. Um, you also interviewed the Bucks. I did, and Cody and Brandy, Bucks and Cody and Brandy. But of the three interviews I've done, uh, Malachi picked it. Got Malachi's interview got picked up by big wrestling names. Fightful. Yeah. Monks um, others. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, they were all the same story after Fightfuls. It was. I couldn't find anything that was different apart from a word or two. Um, yeah, I think I will go with either Malachi Black or uh, MJF. I enjoy watching both of them. I think I might have to go Kenny Omega right now. I'm always good for a good Omega I think he's match. the best in the world, him and Osprey. I think they're the best in the world right now. And Here's the bad part. And this is, even though money is really no object in AEW, and and I'm saying that because I'm going to relate it to Osprey. There's no amount of money I don't think Tony Khan could throw at Osprey to get him to come to AEW because of his family situation and the schedule that New Japan gives him. Yeah, he's made that pretty clear. He don't want eleven states. No. He does not want to live in the States, which mm-hmm. as a guy that loves America, I mean, I'd love to, you know, pick his brain about it, but hey, to each his own. I respect the shit out of the guy. Um, but London, he's free. The night before he's working, but he's free. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. So Tanner's not he's- free that day. Tanner's probably in Connecticut, and you, Paul yeah. and I have to review the show our own. We'll have to make our own picks. 
Jesus. I'll have to do a Saturday show again because fucking Tanner's at SmackDown fucking filling water bottles and white towels. We went from 1E to 3 in a row. Oh, shit. I love how he picks up the belt like, oh, look at me. I got all my picks right here. <laughs> I had them done before the show. The okay. champ is here. That's all I got to say. Hey, if you're using that line, then I can't see you. I'm sorry. Does, uh, does Vince send you a text like, dude, you can't put that on the, the pot anymore? Like, come on, man. It ain't working. It ain't good shit anymore. Take the belt off. Oh, <laughs> well, we got a rage quit. We got a rage. Yes. Quit. Yes. All time rage quit. <laughs> oh, he got so tired of uh, being called out for being a, a Stanford fanboy that he finally just rage quit <laughs> as he's sitting there listening to everything we say. Oh, this is fantastic. So, yeah. Shep, anything else you want to cover for the night? Um, no, I mean, I think, I think we had a, I think we covered it all tonight. Um, and then some, and then some, uh, looking forward to, uh, next week, uh, the debut of Nick Wayne. I think we've already talked about that. I think collision yep. and rampage have a hellacious card. So no, we, I think we should have a lot to talk about next week. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that dumbass company in Stanford, Connecticut and, Make fun of them too. I don't know. You can switch the logos around here. <laughs> but Tanner, Tanner, you know, hey, Tanner, he's he's the youngest one in the group. He's got to get a little mature like you and I. Yeah, he's got to stop laughing at 69. <laughs> Why are you chuckling, Paul? Because <laughs> it's funny. It's always uh, funny. It's always funny. It'll be funny on my deathbed. Oh, is he coming back? He's oh, back. He's back. Darn, I was just I getting ready to say it. tune in. I, I was just getting ready to say to be sure tune in next week as we crown a new KOP champion between the two of us. Can't get around me that easily. Okay. Darn. So so let's Hey talk Vince about called it. while you were gone. When's uh when's the belt going on, on the on the line next? All in. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. You're waiting that long. Yep, yep. I'm. I'm bypassing the ROH. I'm being a heel. We're waiting till all in. Now I'm doing back to back weeks, all in, all out. So you're gonna do all in in London, Mm -hmm. all out in Chicago. Yep. So this could be. What what if I win it and all in, and I just say all out? I'm busy. You're not gonna win it. So. See, here's what could be interesting because we all know if I win it. It all in. I'll put it up. It all out. Or Shep, you. We could have the shortest reign as KOP champion at some Absolutely. point. Yeah. If I lose it all in, I won't challenge for it until twenty twenty four. During the bidding war of twenty twenty four. Confident. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bidding more, I was getting ready to wrap the show, but uh, 2024 made me think of something. That's another reason that I think we um, let Better Than You Bay Bay win the tournament. How do you keep MJF? Even though, like we said, he's probably already re-signed and they're just keeping it under wraps. You give him two belts. 
Let him be world heavyweight. Let him be tag team. Let him lose one or the other pretty quickly after that. He's got two belts. First guy in in AEW to hold two AEW belts at the same time. Here's how that'll work, Paul. You're on to something. If they defeat FDR, okay, let them gloat and, and, and do that. FTR comes back a month later. Hey, we're going to start at the bottom. We're going to work our way up. They win the ROH tag team titles. They win the AAA tag team titles. They win the New Japan tag team titles. And then they come and they, in the story, they win... AEW tag team titles, and they hold literally the four most powerful belts in professional wrestling. And you cap off their story, and then you let them ride in the sunset in 2025, I think is when their contract's up, and they said they were going to be done. Right? I think it was four years. Yep. 2022, that would be 2026, whatever. You let them do that, and you let them finish the story like we thought they were going to do a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. A year and a half ago, whatever it was. So, absolutely. I could get on that. I could get on that boat with you. I mean, it would make for a good long-term story. It, it could It could prove them. It would, no, hold on. It would solidify them as the best tag team that you, that our generation has ever seen. They're in a conversation yeah. already. They're yeah. in a conversation of all time, but I'm talking just our generation. Yeah. Okay. I love the Usos. I mean, I love the New Age Outlaws. Okay. Love those guys. I mean, but if you're going to start putting parties, parties, you're going to start putting them in the Rock and Roll Express, Bellies. the Freebirds, you're going to start putting them in those categories. They're going to have to go on and do do the four P and. And hold all them, but all them belts. They should have already done it. They kind of. They should have done it, but your target managers pissed them off. And this is how you send them off into the sunset. Can't get my. It's okay. It's because Vince doesn't allow you to show it all. (laughs) Did you have a new day shirt on? Is that what that is, Tanner? (laughs) Young bucks. No. I mean, I like the new day. They're comical, but you, you know. know what's going to happen next week. We're going to get on here, and he's going to start it off. He's going to go. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means? Acknowledge me. <laughs> oh, you know you're gonna li- you're you're. I mean, you're not going to live it down tonight. Maybe next week, either Tanner. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. You know what month- they say about payback. <laughs> I'm just saying a month from now, somebody somewhere in the back might just yell, this is some good shit. This is some good shit. This is good shit. Which I think is one of the greatest lines ever. I I mean. I I think we've left it speechless twice in one show. I'm broken. Oh, broken. Oh, you're going to grow out a white patch in your hair now? I already got plenty of gray, so. 
That one ain't white. Nuts of slap. Oh, why don't you wrap up the show, Nuts of Slap? Wrap it up. Right. Kill All of right. Road. Kill of Road. <laughs> I'm buying you. I'm buying you a top hat, by the way, for next week. Bad part is, it took my brain like a second to realize what he said. I was like, Kill- "Oh, <laughs> if you buy me the top hat, Shep, I have a white shirt. I will put it on, and I will do it. I will even have Tanner change my name to Roadkill." So wait, wait. I'll get you the top and, and a, a set of suspenders. All right, I have red pairs, so make them black, okay. so it matches. And I will do full full gimmick. I will do it. Anyway, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all forms of social media at Kicking Out Pod. Check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go to get some great merchandise. Support a great podcast while you look fantastic doing so. And be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. If it happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. Be sure to follow your Kicking Out Podcast predictions champion for now at TannerLee92. Follow Austin Shepard at TheShep27. Be sure to follow myself at PaulZartman921. And for that, at least join two of us next week because who knows what's going to happen. He may rage quit again before then. (laughs) Join us again next Wednesday as we kick out yet another podcast.